Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Family Radio, should you want to send us an email, the uh, address is comments at AFR.net. Comments at AFR.net is our email address. Ed Vitagliano with me, Tim Wildman. Uh, am I doing, do I have something, do I have something on my, on my lip, I'm outside sorry. of my lip? You put on the, you put on the wrong headset. That's why nobody could hear you at first. Uh, it, oh, yeah. I was just—I was trying to figure it out because when we came back, I couldn't hear you in my headset. You had put okay. on Steve Jordahl's. Uh, I, mean, I have uh, two headsets in front of me. Yeah, uh, and I picked up the wrong one. Thus, when I put on the headset, you couldn't hear my voice. Yeah, I see what you're saying, and you were chuckling at that because I was not realizing what I was doing. Well, I just realized what had happened. Right. And I thought it was humorous. Hey, if I, I was did, not laughing at your expense, if well, maybe use, a little bit. If I use both microphones, does that double my impact? <laughs> no? Okay. Just curious here. <laughs> Steve Jordahl joins us now. Good morning. With his Barney shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> you a Barney fan, are you, Steve? Uh, I love you and you love me. <laughs> We're just one happy family. Now, see, what you just did right there right. is what I did growing up in my family. And right. that is if the attention was on me right. and they were picking on me, I look at somebody else yep. and, yeah, and, put and, it I, on them. and put it on them. So the Barney comment. <laughs> so now I'm laughing at Steve. Right, right. We switched over. That's there right. Go. Laughing at Tim to laughing at Steve. And if you, you both start laughing at me, I'm going to point out something about Brent <laughs> Creeley, our producer. So... That's how that's how the world works for all you kids who are listening. <laughs> this is how you get through life. That's right. They always deflect. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Steve. Good morning, well, sir. What's happening in uh, since since last we met at the uh, prep meeting this morning? <laughs> well, uh, I got a couple things actually that, that uh, they're not breaking terrible news. I might get to them if we run out of time, but. Let's talk Olympics because we've got some good news. You are Steve Jordahl, our Olympic That's reporter. That's right. I always wanted to be a sports reporter. D- really? Yeah. It would be fun. Well, we, uh, we need, but how long are the Olympics still going on? Are they uh, over this uh, weekend? They're probably over this weekend, yeah. Oh, so we should have had some sort of music that we could play. We Steve Jordahl, the Olympic report. Yeah, or anyway, you we do have to some... Tokyo. <laughs> no, no, journalists, like, I'm assuming, are allowed happen. to get in. Yeah. Um, all right. So we've been talking a little bit about the protests against America. I want to play you something. There's one particular athlete that uh, was is not saying that she's uh, protesting. She is proud to be this, an American. This young woman is now my hero. Yes. Her name is, she's a wrestler. She won the gold medal. Her name is Tamara Mensa, Mensa Stock. By the way, if I had a last name named Mensa, like the, the genius group? Yes. I'd feel like I had something I had to live up to. Anyway, she won the gold medal, and she was asked yesterday what she feels about, like, uh, how it feels to represent the country. Listen to what she said. Cut eight. How does that feel to represent your country like this? It feels amazing. 
I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it, and I'm so happy I get to represent U.S.A. <laughs> love it. Yeah. And she wrapped herself in the American flag, yeah. right? Oh, uh, listen, I, I, yeah. I, this this young lady made us proud. This is the kind of athlete that I support when it comes to the Olympics because they are representing everyone, even people with whom they did, might disagree. She was representing all of us, and I'm happy for her. Yeah, and there was one another one of those races yesterday that uh, had, like, Tim, you remember the one you were talking about where the guy at the end uh, made up all this room, the kick, and, and beat the uh, the – First place, this guy who got second place, and they both made world records and everything. Another four, one of those. It's a 440 uh, men's relay. Well, this was the 400-meter hurdles. Where the Viking won. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, Norway. right. <laughs> this is the 400-meter hurdles, women's 400-meter hurdles. And uh, there's two sprinters, Sidney McLaughlin and Delilah Muhammad. Now, they're friends. They train together. Uh, Muhammad is the reigning gold medal. Are they both defender. Americans? They're both Americans, and they were in a race together. Well, they uh, they shot out of the blocks, and Delilah Muhammad was way ahead. Sidney Powell looked farther back. Of course, it's a little skewed because of the way the track Sydney is curved. Powell. Yeah. Sidney McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I was thinking, man, Sidney Powell, she pivoted fast. Yeah, yeah, she? yeah I know. <laughs> Attorney to Olympic sprinter. Yeah, right there. Uh, Cindy McLaughlin was, was behind. But she made up the time in the end, and she she broke the world record for the 400-meter hurdles uh, with a time of 51.58. Uh, the second place, Muhammad, also broke the world record. But what I want you to hear is what they say when they're asked about the um, their, their race. Now, I, let me set this up. Um, Sydney McLaughlin went to a Catholic high school. She is uh, what they call a, an outspoken evangelical. That's what uh, that's what uh, the uh, uh, Wikipedia says about her. Anyway, um, she was asked after the race about the race, and I want you to hear what she said. And remember, there's a Bible verse hidden in here. It's not really hidden, but there's a Bible verse that they don't give a reference to, but it, it's a Bible verse, and they make... They've made the announcers say it multiple times. Listen to cut nine. Absolutely. Honestly, I think that this year has been the biggest, you know, part of my success um, coming out of COVID in a year of so much uncertainty. Uh, I really found stability in, in Christ and in my faith. And um, even in crazy meets where there's so much on the line, um, I always have something to hold on to. I look at it as iron sharpening iron. Um, I wouldn't be able to run these super fast times if I didn't have her pushing me the same way. Is this the example of iron sharpening iron? 100%. Ladies, congratulations. That last was after the race. I just wanted to, I love network uh, news. People probably have no idea what they're saying, but. Yeah, to them, it sounds cool. And you know what? That's probably an expression they've heard before, not knowing that it comes from the Bible, but iron sharpening iron and they're just going with that description, not knowing that they're quoting the Bible. Yeah. But yeah, and listen, <clears throat> my hats off to any Christian, especially today. And when I say today, I mean in our culture, with so much pressure on Christianity. Uh, any Christian who will uh, give glory to God and mention their Christian faith is it's it's an act of bravery. It's not on the same as being a martyr in in China or North Korea, but. Uh, it uh, it is a, 
something that I, I say good for you. Yeah. Well, um, a couple other pieces of news that uh, kind of we can follow up on some stories. Remember Simone Biles? She dropped out. Simone Biles. Biles. She dropped out of the competition for a while. Her team got the silver medal. She dropped out of three of four individual apparatus uh, competitions. She was able to compete on the balance beam, and she got a bronze medal. Well, afterwards, they were talking with her, and she was talking about something that nobody had heard. She didn't tell anybody, but this is a quote from her. At the end of the day, people don't understand what we're going through. Two days ago, I woke up, and my aunt unexpectedly passed, and it wasn't any easier being here at the Olympic Games. So she had a death in the family, plus... Uh, an attack of what gymnasts call the twisties, which yeah. is, means that she loses her place in the air. She's been known to have very good body sense yeah. where she is spinning and where the floor is. Uh, she loses that. And of course it can be very dangerous uh, oh, at the heights and speeds. That's what that happened going. to me. Yeah. <laughs> the twisties. Yeah. That's, that's why you didn't make it to the Olympics. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I didn't even make it to the, well, I didn't even make it to my first gymnast class oh, because of the twisties. Because of the twisties. I, <laughs> Kind of freaked out when I read about it. Hey, in all seriousness, I watched the interview with Simone Biles. Is that is Simone? Simone correct? Biles, yes. Uh, and when she first announced she was not going to participate anymore in the Olympics, you know, I was going, "What in the world's going on here?" I mean, this is some some say the greatest gymnast of all time. She's representing our country now. She's just going to quit on her team in the middle of competition. That's what I was thinking slash wondering. Uh, but then I heard her talk, and I saw some video footage, and she didn't just – she didn't do that. She didn't quit on her team. What happened was <clears throat> she, uh, uh, she, she had a mental uh, block, if that's what you want to say it, and a physical uh, problem, too. That that happened to her while she was in Tokyo. She prepared to go over there and, and participate in all the Olympic uh, competition and I'm sure win, win some gold medals and everything. But this happened while she was over there. And this has happened to a- athletes before. It's kind of like a panic attack. Mm-hmm. If you know anybody that's ever had a panic attack, they could be rocking along through their day fine. And then all of a sudden they're in the hall – hyperventilate and you're going what's going on and and that's a real thing it's a real thing yeah it's a real thing and this is a real thing that happens to athletes is what i'm saying and uh do you remember steve Sachs? for those who know he he was a second baseman yeah he was a second baseman for the los angeles dodgers an all-star second baseman yeah i remember okay the middle of his career or i think it was the middle of his career second base he can't throw the bur- ball to first base. Well, I, don't, I don't remember, you remember that. No. Oh, yeah. I don't know how long that lasted, but it, he was out there. This is, a, this is a professional baseball player, all-star second base, and he can't throw the ball. Well, I mean, what, what, what? well he, he couldn't throw the ball accurately to first base because he was psyched out. Oh, something, okay. so, something happened mentally to him that caused him to – not be able to perform something he had done a million times. Yeah. And I remember another case of this uh, in uh, St. Louis, for the St. Louis Cardinals. 
They had a, uh, this is back in the 90s, they had a uh, a player, uh, a pitcher, who was uh, like a rookie. <clears throat> His name was Rick Ankeel. That's right. And he was phenomenal, yeah. man. He was, he was like going to be rookie of the year, pitcher. He got into the playoffs against the Braves, and he started throwing like three and four feet outside the uh, strike zone. And walked like four or five people in a row, and he never got over it. No, he, he, he became an outfielder. He never, he never recovered. Right, uh, and he had to become. He he was a good enough a- athlete to become a major league outfielder, if you can believe wow. that. But uh, but he was psyched out. Something happened. So uh, basically, what so the reason I'm telling you these stories, I think Simone Biles had had something similar happen to her while she's in Tokyo. And combine that with the the fact that she says uh, she's losing her her space, L- losing uh, so 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 she it showed some videos of her. Yeah. So she in midair in midair she in loses midair her place. She yeah, and that could be very, and doing what she's oh, doing, goodness. you could break your neck. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I guess I'm saying all this to say. At first, I was going, "Come on, you're quitting on your team in the Olympics. The whole and the whole world's counting on." I mean, the whole country's counting on you right. to help bring home a lot of gold medals, and you quit. And then I heard her talk, and I realized uh, that's not a fair criticism. This is right. something that that she can't help. Right. And she's tr- and, and in fact, she tried to come back and compete last night. Won the bronze. She won the bronze. She she dumbed down the the routine. She had a much easier uh, dismount, which means she flipped off of the beam to the floor right. and she made it much easier. She said she did a uh, uh, dismount that she hadn't done since she was like in junior Olympics. Well, when you, th- when you think about it, and I have thought about it as you watch these athletes do that, especially on, uh, on the, uh, you know, it's parallel bars or on the, uh, what do they just call These that? are dangerous, uh, uneven bars. The, well, yeah. no, the, what she does with the, the, the balance beam, the, the balance, balance beam. beam, when you th- see them do these kinds of multiple flips and the, and the twists, and I, I've always thought, how do they know where they are? So they can land with their feet down. Some of them blind, some of them coming from the, the landing face out so that when you're coming down, you're not seeing the floor. You can't spot the floor. You just right. have to know it's there. So if she says she gets the, gets the twisties right. and can't figure out where she is spatially, I go, well, hats off to yeah. you for getting this far because yeah. that's, that's just almost superhuman. Well, and that's on the balance beam with the dismount. What's more amazing to me on the balance beam is when these gymnasts do a flip without using their hands. Mm-hmm. Four inches. I mean, it's almost yeah. it's almost gravity defying. Yes, maybe they're, six they're, inches. They're doing a, it's superhuman. Yeah. So they're they're doing a flip. Can you imagine a flip on a balance beam, which is what about four inches? Is that four what you inches. said? Four inches. Yeah. And you land if you don't land right. You know, you're in the hospital for or tra- maybe, in traction or maybe. Uh, paraplegic or something yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you're talking about yeah so yeah. I, I i'm with i'm with yeah. you and there there were people who immediately criticized her and i, I think they're they've had to walk they, they they probably should if they haven't they have to walk some of that back when you hear her talk she's very articulate by the yes. way i mean she's got and a composed car- she's got a career in in uh sports broadcasting yes, probably yes. or some kind of a lifestyle show or something like that because she's very articulate, 
She's four foot nine, by the way. Yeah. She'll have to get a couple well, boxes. Wow, that's too What was funny last night, we, Allison and I were eating at a restaurant. What did you say about short people? Ed? She, I said, that's two inches shorter than my mother, and my <laughs> mother was short. <laughs> so we're uh, Allison and I are having dinner last night, and they have the Olympics on, and they're showing Simone Biles on NBC. And uh, this uh, little Chinese girl who also was competing uh, on the balance beam, as she gets through with her routine, <clears throat> she comes over to the to the sideline and is greeted by Simone Biles mm-hmm. uh, with a hug. Yeah, and Simone Biles, who's four foot nine, could have dunked on this girl. <laughs> this girl was probably four six. Hmm. Oh I'm not my kidding. goodness! I'm not kidding. Uh, she was tiny yeah. and uh, probably probably weighed seventy five pounds. I mean. Uh, and, and one of the girls look, I don't know how young these girls are. This girl looked like she was like 14 or something like that. I think they have to be 16 to get into the Olympics. But oh, do they? Okay. By the China. time that they are, uh, 19, most gymnasts are washed up. I, Simone I, Biles is 24. She's, she's lasted a lot longer. I will say this. I'm wrong. Simone Biles is four inches shorter than my mom was. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was five one. So she's was four yeah. inches. Yeah. She's four inches right, so, shorter. And, and Simone Biles towered over this Japanese girl. Wow. It was funny. It was funny because I told Allison, I said, did, did I just, is that an optical illusion? <laughs> Simone Biles is, is bending down to hug somebody. Yeah. It was, man, it was one of her competitors from and China. She was cheering on her competitor from the floor. They showed yeah. it and she was yelling at her, go, go. Make the jump, yeah. Whatever yeah. she was saying, but she was encouraging. They're, they're a better person than I am. I would be, her, uh, her I would be uh, stoic. Yeah, <laughs> because I would be thinking to myself, "Don't do better than me," because <laughs> if you do, then I don't win the gold. Yeah, right. or my teammates. But don't do better than my teammates. I know that's a selfish human thought, but uh, that's probably what I would be doing. What do don't do better than my teammates? Because yeah, we want to win the because our teammates. team wants to win. Yeah. Too, yeah. That's that is human nature. But th- this is a. It, do you know is is she a Christian? Simone Biles. I do not know. Okay. Yeah, I just yeah, curious. Not, not Next good. story. All right. Um, <laughs> there are five states which are flirting with or in the middle of what they're calling forensic audits of the 2020 election. They're going and getting the actual ballots. They're recounting it by hand. They're looking at the machines to see if there's any foul play or, or and times and clocks. Is, is and, Arizona still doing their Arizona? Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, and Wisconsin are all well, – Arizona's in the middle of it, and those other four, I think, are about to start or they're, wow. they're fighting over it. Well, our Attorney General, Merrick Garland, <laughs> said to them – he issued a statement that says, uh, what you're doing is violating the Civil Rights Act of 1960, for some reason, and that there are federal criminal penalties attached – you can get a fine of up to $1,000 or imprisonment of one year for each violation. This is, he's threatening to put these people in prison because they're going to find out the truth about the election. How, how is that even possible that the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, what does he thinks, care? Well, thinks that, yeah. that the federal government can tell a state they can't conduct an audit <laughs> of their own election? Well, it, if he's claiming it's a, a violation of the Civil Rights Act, which uh, they they could, it's a federal offense. How's it? How would it? How would that? I don't what, know. What civil rights would be violated? That by I doing don't know, an audit. I, I have a feeling they think of that you're going to find people that uh, you're going to you toss out black votes or something like that. It, it's something I'd like to ask Abe about at some point. Well, ask him. 
I will. And not I be his, interested in his I got response. his phone number. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll, I'll get it from you after the show. Next story, Steve. All right. Um, there's a, a lawmaker in Rhode Island. Her name is Kate Coyne-McCoy. And, uh, That's she, a pretty cool name. You I know, admit. Coyne-McCoy. Now Kate, that you mention that that is Kate cool. Kate Coyne-McCoy. Uh, it sounds like a Western. Coyne-McCoy. Yeah. What yeah. is it again? Coyne-McCoy. C-O-Y-N-E. Kate dash and then Kate Coyne-McCoy. What is it? Coin McCoy. McCoy. Yeah. Wow, I like McCoy. it. Anyway, she, she found out that uh, Lindsey Graham, South Carolina senator, had uh, COVID. She tweeted out, is it wrong for me to wish that he dies from this? I'm asking for a friend. Uh, yeah. It, is it wrong to wish that he dies uh, with it? I'm asking for a friend. She's a Democrat. Yeah. She's uh, a Democrat. Uh, like, like official? Yeah, yeah she's, she's uh, like head of the... Democratic Party yeah. in Rhode Island. Yeah, she's the wishing, state party strategist. Pu- publicly wishing for a U.S. senator to die. Yeah. She got pushback from her own party. In fact, she got pushback from BLM Rhode Island PAC. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. You can count on them, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they said wishing death on people is customary for Rhode Island Democrat Party chief political strategist Kate Coyne-McCoy. And she made similar comments back in March last year. Um, when President uh, uh, Trump. Yeah, BLM strongly urges Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee and House Speaker Joseph uh, Carly, uh I'm not going to pronounce that name, to call for her immediate resignation. Now, I will say this, okay? This is probably the only time you'll ever hear Chikarchi. me. Tip of the hat to Black Lives Matter. I know. Okay? Delaware chapter. This, well, this is Rhode Island, though, right? Oh, Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. Rhode Island. I'm going to say good for them. One That's the right states. thing to do is to say you should not, yeah. no matter what. And I think in their statement, they said, it doesn't matter what our political differences are, yeah. you should not wish another person dead. I so agree. good for them for doing that. Yeah. Now, if they can just straighten out the rest of their chapters around the country, <laughs> we'll be all be in good shape. <laughs> uh, so the, the left is trying to turn this country communist. You've heard that, right? Well, the Babylon Bee got a hold of that, and they decided that they wanted to revisit the John Lennon song Imagine, which is the atheist dream. Uh, I want you to hear how they've reimagined. Now, this, now that we need to r- remind people, Babylon B is satirical. satirical. This is satire. People. Satire. Listen to this. Imagine there's no money. No money. It isn't hard to do. Not hard to do. Nothing to eat or drink. that from and uh, what are the they are, are they talking are they is that song based on california uh, maybe not having bacon soon well that that, that, that was, was in it that was the basis yeah. oh it, it's, uh, it's all, all about that, the the results of going socialist yeah okay you might say that i'm a commie but, <laughs> yes. what? What but i'm not the but, only but one i'm not the only one, one day i hope you'll join us and then what you didn't hear is or we'll shoot you in the face yes <laughs> oh my goodness gracious 
All right, so go to the Babylon Bee, folks, if That's you right. want to check that if out. You, wanna li- you will laugh out loud at the stuff they come up with. <clears throat> okay, so uh, we thank you for joining us today on this program. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday. And keep listening to American Family Radio, and we will see, we will see you back here tomorrow.